Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. This is Gary Noon from Walking with Giants, and you are listening to Talking Metal. Hey guys, it's Mark Striegel from Talking Metal. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. Guys, it's the reunion everyone is talking about, not Slash and Axel. It's Mark and John. How are you? Hello. Hello, friends. Dude, where have you been? John Astronomy here. Hey, Mark. We Uh, missed you. It's been uh, 14, 15 months. Yeah, it's crazy. We are hanging out. On one of my favorite streets, 33rd Street in New York City. Not even sure what this bar is actually called. We're reuniting in one of our favorite cities and in one of our favorite locations. And when I say that, I mean bars. And uh, it's great to be back on Talking Metal. 2016 is going to be a great year. Uh, I am feeling great. I've been a little crazy because I've been on like several Ace tours. And that has been great. Um, but... 2016, I want to devote the proper amount of time to Talking Metal, which is all the time. So it's going to be great. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, yeah, if all the time is great, even if it's a little bit. We'd love, <laughs> we'd love to have you have back. Have a good time all the time is, is what Mick Shrimpton once said oh, right. That's right. on yeah. Spinal Tap. And, guys, before we do uh, some more catching up with John, Gary Noon from the band, from the project, I guess I'd call it, Walking with Giants, is on the show today. We're going to hear from him in a bit. But... Uh, you know, I've mentioned this on the... Oh, your beer's overflowing there, Oh, John. God. We've yeah. just a little wow, scandal some things here. haven't changed. Yes. Anyways, as I've mentioned on the podcast before, we never had a falling out, you know, where, you no. know, there's been no falling out. It's just uh, you had other things got basically consume your I life. I just felt like I was still part of the talking metal. I just haven't been on uh, many episodes i didn't realize it was over a year since i've been on an episode yeah. that's crazy bro. yeah i think i think october oh my god 2014 maybe yeah. november i'm not sure but uh too long and we're so glad you're yeah. back and uh what real quick just i mean what has changed for you in the last year i know there's been some major developments in your life with uh, uh well a great thing happened my girlfriend lynn moved in that's with awesome. me which is we amazing you guys so, were at uh, my house recently yeah we had a great time at your party we saw a lot of cool people like jack frost and uh the guys from the hollywood superstars and a bunch of friends we had a little uh, impromptu jam session in the basement yeah, that was awesome. With, uh, with still Emily about that. from the Minks on vocals and drums. That was really good. And uh, we had a blast. Mike Lincoln was there. Yes. Of uh, 
Captain T in Astronomy and Like It. And uh, also, guys, Mike Lincoln is from the band Electric Frankenstein. Some of you guys might know them. And he played with the victims. I think Mike was in, he was in... In a mall, you remember? Right. You remember that quote comes from In a Mall? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, the uh, prank call tape Jim Hennigan did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy right. goes, "What bands are you?" And he goes, "I was in a mall." And the guy goes, "In a mall?" He goes, "No, no, in in you know each of them, yeah, you know, Mike in and Lincoln's out of them." Yeah, Mike a local New York drummer. He's played with John and I. He played with everyone. Uh, great guy. And yeah, we John comes over to my house for a party. Haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> Next thing I know, John's in the basement. He's got Mike Mike Lincoln, our friend behind the kit, and he's got the guitars out, blasting it. There's <laughs> yeah. like 30 people down there I know. Cheering. We had yeah. more people at that gig than we've had at some of our actual gigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was in the basement. Now, the weird yeah. thing about New York, guys, is that back in the day when we used to do gigs, I remember some of my bands, maybe not Captain Teen Astronomy, but some of the other bands I've been in, we'd have like five people at the gig. And, and some of you might wonder, how, how is that possible? But... You're playing once a month in New York, and everybody's got their lives and different things, and they, they get off of work. Some people, you know, the last thing they want to do, and this is what I would beg them to do, I'd be, hey, guys, uh, I'm playing uh, down at the Spiral Lounge. Uh, we go on at 1 a.m. on Wednesday night. Would you like to come to the show? Right. And people would be like, I can't do it, you know. So you'd have, like, five people there, and, you know, we had a three-person band, and um, – one guy would bring two, and I'd bring none, and that would be it. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I mean, being a musician is tough, and this is a good segue into our uh, first interview, our only interview of today's show with Gary Noon, who just seems like a real great guy. This is a guy, like, in his 40s that is still out there doing it and uh, t touring. He's a single dad, and he he's got just a great story and some great music, too. So right now, why don't we get into this n interview with Gary Noon, and we're going to come back and catch up more with John. Uh, so here we go. Gary Noon from Walking with Giants. Hey, this is Mark Striegel from Talking Metal. And on the line, we have Gary Noon, who has a project called Walking with Giants. Gary, welcome to Talking Metal. For the Talking Metal listener that doesn't know anything about Gary Noon, can you just give us a little bit of your, your history, your bio? Sure thing, Mark. Thanks for um, having me on the show today. You know, I, I actually am a, a guy who's just really passionate about guitar, and I started back in high school, like 1988. I think I was 17, 18 years old, and, um, you know, I got hooked on guitar because a buddy of mine who, he was in the school band, and I was catching rides home from him, you know, after school, and I had I kind of had to sit and wait on his schedule in order to catch the ride, so we'd sit in the van room. And um, I told him about my interest in, you know, um, heavy metal music, and he had the same kind of interest. And one day at his house, he showed me uh, how to play the bass line to Rock You Like a Hurricane by the Scorpions on this uh, beat-up old uh, classical guitar. And I was so freaked out and excited that I was playing a song or playing notes from a song that I could recognize that I got totally hooked on it. And... You know, a few um, purchased guitars, they were cheesy guitars, you know. Um, I finally was able to uh, buy my first real guitar. It was like an Ibanez RG570 back in the day and been hooked on guitar ever since. And, you know, I've been through, I've played through a lot of different things, you know, over the years. And, you know, I really, um, it's going to sound a little strange maybe, but I really cut my teeth playing guitar in a church orchestra for a good um, 10 years and, and I was like, yeah, I was like the uh, utility guy. I started out as the guitarist, and the band was more like a, a blues rock kind of thing. So it wasn't like, you know, typical what you would think of church music with pipe organs and things like that. But, um, you know, I was the guy that whenever the bass player was sick, all of a sudden I became the bass player. And if the drummer was out, then I magically became the drummer, and everybody just assumed that I could do that stuff. And so I just kind of did that stuff. But uh, we played. A good. Um, we had three services a week: uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night. We had Wednesday night, and then we had a rehearsal on Thursday evening, and then we did um, an hour rehearsal prior to each service. So I was like playing, you know, tons of hours a week, and I did that for ten years straight. And then I took a, a break for a while and started playing. Um, I think it was 2008. I started playing covers on YouTube. You know, I got into um, Disturbed when they. I think when they first started to hit it really big with um with the album believe um prayer was like my favorite tune of theirs i don't think they've written another song that i've liked more that intro riff just totally blows my mind and 
I wanted to play that and kind of do it justice because I would see people on YouTube try to play tunes and it just kind of wasn't right to me. I was a little arrogant, I guess, as a guy going, Hey, I want to show these guys, <laughs> you know, how, how this is how you actually play the song. And my version was kind of wrong too, but that that's what really got me into it. And, you know, I started getting to other bands like, you know, Alter Bridge and Seven Dust and Papa Roach and some of these other guys, uh, Shine Down, early Shine Down, started playing some of their covers. And I built a, yeah, yeah, 2008, 2009. And, you know, I did a lot of uh, YouTube covers for quite a while. And um, right around that 2009 timeframe, um, a good buddy of mine um, introduced me to Seven Dust. I'd actually never heard Seven Dust prior because of my uh, church world experience, if you will. And when I heard them, I was like totally psyched because it reminded me of Metallica that I was totally into in my high school days. Uh, you know, their guitar rhythms are really tight and super aggressive kind of stuff. And I was hooked on the fact that they had that. But then when they would get into their choruses, they would, you know, do these incredible melodies and they actually had really good singing in with the aggressive kind of stuff. And, um, you know, through one thing led to another and I actually got to go backstage to, um, a seventh us show with this mutual friend of, of ours and he introduced me to Clint and Clint and I kind of hit it off because we, you know, really started talking about all the different influences that we had growing up as, you know, guitar players. And we found out that our interests intersected in a lot of places. And some of the tunes that I would tell him that I loved, uh, you know, of theirs were tunes that he actually had written and they were some of his favorite stuff. So, you know, so it was kind of cool. We hit really hit that connection there and, you know, maintained a, um, you know, a, a decent friendship over the years. But, you know, honestly, it was the YouTube thing. And when I met Clint, I showed him some of the, you know, little guitar things I had done in GarageBand. And, you know, he was interested in the stuff that I had done. And I told him one day I'm going to, I'm going to do a record. And he was like, yeah, well, you know, if you want to do something, you know, just let me know and I'll help you out. And I thought, you know, he was just being a nice guy. <laughs> you, know, you know how people, you know, they want to be be polite and kind and say, yeah, man, if you ever need anything, just let me know. And it never really pans out. And I thought maybe it would be like that. But, um, you know, I um, started following Seven Dust like crazy. You know, my passion for Alter Bridge just kept going when they hit their Blackbird record. I just got totally hooked on them. And then Miles Kennedy, I started researching some of his stuff in the past uh, with Mayfield 4 and Citizen Swing, you know, those kind of things. And um, at one point, um, I decided I wanted to do a cover band and I really wanted it to focus on Seven Dust and Alter Bridge because there were tons of 80s metal, you know, uh, modern rock, 90s kind of stuff, uh, cover bands all over Baltimore, tons and tons of them. And these guys would make lots of money doing this. But um, my thing was I wanted people to hear these songs by these bands because it, it meant so much to me. I thought it was so good. People needed to hear about these guys more. And there were a handful of you know, local guitarists around the area that wanted to uh, work with me, but we never could, you know, get our schedules to quite sync up where there was a guy who said he was interested, but he had like two other bands he was committed to, right? Or another guy would be like, yeah, let's, let's do something together. And then his wife would have a baby. So his, you know, his time was kind of, you know, out of his hands. And so I, I just got a little um, disillusioned with it. And it was December December 26, 2012, um, I reached out to Clint. You know, I'd been taking uh, Skype guitar lessons with him for about, I think, eight months prior to that. And I finally just said, you know what, I'm going to try to do my own stuff. And I reached out to him, you know, through one of the lessons. And I asked him, hey, if I did, you know, like six songs on an EP, would you, you know, mind producing it? And what do you think about co-writing some songs with me? And he agreed to it and I almost fell out of my chair because I, again, I was thinking, here's this really cool guy. He's, he's a guitar idol of mine. And, you know, he told me, he, you know, he would do something with me, but here he is actually agreeing to it. And so, yeah, so actually, um, uh, Clint, um, and I, you know, became, you know, good friends for a while, but I was introduced to, um, Brian through, um, let's see, it's, uh, yeah, through his guitar tech, a guy named Ian Keith. Uh, Ian would do, uh, he was a guitar tech for Brian and for Miles. And, um, I met them, uh, met Ian on the full circle tour when Creed just kind of started to make their comeback. 
and through this same mutual friend, his name's uh, John Wheeler. Um, it's a guy, if it, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be doing any of this stuff right now. So, John, if you're listening, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. But he introduced us at, uh, at the show, and, um, you know, I kind of started um, uh, remaining connected with Ian, and then he introduced me to Flip, and then Flip introduced me to Brian, and, you know, it was just like usual. We had very similar, you know, interests and things that we were doing. You know, our ages are pretty pretty much the same. You know, I think we're all apart maybe like one or two years, you know, amongst all of us. I think Brian said he was the youngest <laughs> out of everybody. And, you know, we just kind of stayed connected. And when um, I got Clint to agree, I got a little brave and reached out to, to Flip and asked him if he wanted to do the drums. But I didn't push and ask for Brian because I kind of thought, okay, well, I got these two guys. I don't know if I want to, you know, jinx things and try for somebody else. But on the second um, EP we did, I reached out to Brian and asked him to be a part of it. And he agreed. And he, he was like, well, why didn't you ask me to do it on the first one? <laughs> you know? right, right. Yeah. So that was kind of funny. Well, so the EPs in the past, obviously, and this kind of uh, sets us up good for, for what's coming next, which is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first full length from the band or project. Do you call it a band or project? Uh, it's a project. Walking right, so, with Giants is me. Yeah, much. Walking with Giants is Gary's project that includes all these these great cats that we're talking about, Clint and, and Brian from Seven Dust and Altered Bridge. Um, so this is the first full length, right? That's right. Okay, and this comes out January 15th, 2016. Again, it is Walking with Giants is the project, the artist, and the title of the First full length is what, Gary? Uh, it's called Worlds Unknown. Excellent, excellent. And I'll tell you what we're going to do right now. We're going to get into a little music off of Worlds Unknown, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more with Gary here on Talking Metal. This is Heavy Hand by Walking with Giants. What you just heard was the song Heavy Hand 
by Walking with Giants. And on the line with us still is Gary Noon from the project Walking with Giants. So, Gary, the, the album is, is coming out on January 15th, 2016. Will you be, guys be going out on the road? And if you do, how's that going to work? Will Brian and, and Clint be able to join you, or will you bring in other people to, uh, to kind of fill in for them as you're out on the road? Yeah, that would be an amazing, fantastic thing if Clint and the guys would be able to do that. But they're, they have their own commitments with their own bands. And so it'll be myself and um, a couple of guys that I've already got recruited. We've got uh, Guitar 2 set up. We have a bass player, and now we're working on the drummer. And the plan is for us to go out and start playing some weekend shows in the early spring and kind of get a feel for you know the audience and the reaction of people and then Based off of that, um, we might get a little bit braver and then start extending the time into the week and going for like a one and two week run. And you know, the interesting thing about this is that um, I have a, um, a day job. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm a single dad. You know, that kind of thing. So we've got to balance it around you know our, the different aspects of our lives. But that's where we're gonna where we're gonna go with it. And um, you know, Brian's expressed to me that at some point in the future, um, if this thing grows, you know, he would love to. Um, hop out on stage with me, but you know he's got uh, Alta Bridge going on and in Creed, um, that kind of thing. So that's where it is. Right on. And when you know you mentioned learning covers and stuff uh, or, or earlier in the interview here, what, would there be uh, you know in the live set that you guys do? Would we uh, be expecting covers as well as your original stuff, or, or would you just go out and play strictly the the original stuff? Yeah, it would be strictly original stuff, and I, I think if it if we build momentum and people really get into us, you know, we might pull like a, a cover or something out at the very end. But I mean, I, I think that's something out in the future. I think we gotta we gotta pay our dues and get people into us before I could pull something off like that. I would love to play a cover, but I really want to establish the original tunes first. You know, and it's interesting you mentioned, you know, your age. I mean, I'm probably about the same age as you. And let's face it, I guess, you know, we're probably not really considered young men anymore. But it's, 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 uh, I, I, listen, I have a ton of respect for you because in a lot of ways, I think it's, it's even more challenging when you have, you know, children, you have day jobs, you have all the responsibilities of, of a guy, you know, in, in, in his, 30s or 40s and it's in some ways it's a, it's a lot harder than maybe the young 20 something uh trying to do this who doesn't have a lot of responsibility what as a guy who is a little older has uh given you just such uh passion and drive to make this happen at this point in your life yeah um it's a weird this is a weird situation honestly because you know, up until the point that the cover band just didn't pan out, you know, I didn't really, you know, I didn't wake up every day going, man, I'm going to have a, you know, a hard rock band and we're going to tour the world, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And I'm going to recruit guys from my favorite bands. It was just, I love playing guitar. I love doing covers. You know, I would listen to uh, Coeur d'Alene by Alter Bridge or Shine by Seven Dust and I would right. get so jazzed I want to go downstairs and, and play. But um, I think the thing that it gives me, you know, perhaps an advantage is just, you know, having to, to work that day job and having a successful career before going into music, you know, so I can kind of finance what I'm doing until it pans out. But if it doesn't turn into like a, a mega, you know, superstar act, you know, I still have a job and I have this hobby that I absolutely love. So um, I, I think things will work out whatever direction this uh, this project goes in. Cool. Seems like a real healthy attitude to... Uh to have now you know you mentioned earlier the the whole being involved with the church and 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 learning you know a lot of music or being a part of of the music that the the that the church had are you still a a man of faith and do you do you still uh practice uh religion and go to church on a regular basis uh so um, no church on a regular basis um i'm I'd say religious to the degree to the degree that I believe in something. I just don't necessarily know what it is. It's like you know when you're younger, you kind of go through that. You know, I know exactly. I know everything, right? Right. <laughs> I know what's going on. Right. This is the right thing. And I'm at the stage now where it's, you kind of realize that you know it's it's what you believe, I guess, as a person because you can't really be certain. You know, you can't really be certain about anything these days. I think because 
just the way the world is and what's going on. But, um, you know, I, I've learned a lot from the stuff that I gained and the experiences I've had, but now I'm not like a, you know, super duper religious guy, go to church every Sunday kind of person anymore. Right. Interesting. But at one point in your life, you obviously were. Yeah, I was actually, um, I was the uh, youth pastor at the church where I went. You know, I started out as like a youth leader guy, kind of volunteering and helping out. And then I got so into it that I really wanted to be, um, you know, the guy that was leading the youth in the church. And I actually got to that, uh, to that point. But um, I kind of took a, you know, things took a slightly different turn. And it's funny, but I ended up in retail, yeah, <laughs> selling okay. computers and that kind of stuff. But it was, you know, it, it was a good life experience because I learned, um, you know, I think I learned a lot about, you know, how to um, get people interested in the things that I was interested in and kind of learn how um, another person thinks, you know, instead of thinking just myself all the time, I could identify with another person's needs. And that's something that I've been able to carry with me. So there's a lot of benefit I got out of it. Cool. Cool. So where is the best place that the Talking Metal listeners can get in touch with you online? Is there a website, a Facebook, a Twitter, or maybe all of the above? Yeah, we've got all those things. Uh, the easiest way is to go to www.giants.com, and all of our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram stuff is right there. Um, our, unfortunately, our Facebook name is like you know three miles long, so uh, you know you head to the website, and we created a really simple link for everybody if they want to hit us on Facebook. Right, and and it is it's just to confirm, it's it's not www.giants.com. It's www.giants.com. Um, it's uh, um, www.giants. So it's walking with giants, basically. Oh, okay, I got you. www.giants. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. If I throw the triple W in there, there's like five W's. In yeah, the no, row, yeah, so. get, yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, we'll have that link through today's show notes on Talking Metal dot com for any of any of the listeners and i would guess you will most likely be able to buy the the record the cd through the website when it is released in a few weeks uh, exactly right people can pre-order the cd now and they actually get when they pre-order they get downloads of heavy hand and then our first single called different voice and i'm the guy that packs and signs and ships every cd so you know it's uh it's like a a Gary Noon show. <laughs> right on. <laughs> right on. Cool. Well, I give you a lot of credit. This is a, a lot of devotion and a lot of hard work on your end. And the the album sounds really, really strong, and I'm behind you 100%. So what, uh, what, what can you. we play to take the uh, Talking Metal listeners out here? Is there another song off the, the album that we could, uh, we could play for them? Yeah, I'd say, um, you know, go for um, Different Voice. Or there's another one that we've got um, uh, called Bound. Um, that one we've actually kind of um, thrown out little hints on our making of Worlds Unknown videos we put on YouTube. So people have heard the intro riff, but not the whole song. Cool. Um, but, um, well, I tell you so what, you we choose one of those, um, why which one you want. Yeah, why don't we go with bound? But I, you know, I don't want to, uh, since the album isn't out yet and we're still a, a little ways out from the release date. Is it cool if I just play like maybe a, a 60 second sound sample of it, if you will? Yeah, that's totally, um, totally fine, man. Okay, cool. And then when the album comes out, we hope the talking metal listeners will, will go purchase the whole track on, iTunes, or even better yet, go buy the CD on the website. Will you guys be up on Spotify when when the uh, when the album is released? You know, yeah, everything's set to go on all digital outlets, and uh, you know, including Spotify. And uh, but the you know, like the CD and the iTunes purchase helps us you know get out and play shows. So whichever, hopefully, people will want to do that. But you know, listen to it however you want, and tell your friends. We we need the uh, the exposure, and hope you like it. Gary, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast this evening. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate the opportunity. Best of luck to you, and please stay in touch. Let us know when you're up in the uh, New York and New Jersey area. We'll hopefully make it out to the show. We will do.
What you just heard was Bound from Walking With Giants featuring Gary Noon. Great interview with Gary Noon. Yeah, and, you know, to anybody who doesn't uh, know John and I's history, I mean, we, we uh, met back in 1987 yes. uh, at Berkeley College of Music and uh, have been friends ever since and started this podcast together back in 2005. And uh, you were just... Uh, as we mentioned earlier, consumed with a lot of stuff, including yeah. working with Ace. Right. And I know that affected uh, your time that you were able to put into Talking Metal in 2013 and 14 and, and a lot in 2015 because you were on the road with Ace, yeah. right? Yeah. From about fall of 2014 throughout most of 2015, I've been on the road with Ace. And being on the road with Ace is great, but it's just it's just a lot, a lot of work. Let me stress that. It's a lot of work. And it's a, it's a great time, though. It's a dream come true, dream gig. Uh, it's been really cool, but right. um, you know, some I've been freed up with a lot of other things. Um, for ten years, I consulted with the Gibson Guitar Company. Uh, I'm still friends with them, but I'm uh, moving on to do some other things now. So that is freeing me up a little bit, and uh, and I'm going to make time. I'm going to make time to resume duties on the Talking Metal podcast. Yeah. Well. Let me throw this at you. Instead of always having to meet up at a bar like we are right now, right. why not like once every other week we have a set night, Thursdays, Fridays, and we get on Skype and we do it. Because yeah. then you, you're home. It's not, it's not, I don't have to lug the equipment around, you right. know, and, and uh, it's a more relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. No, that, that's even, a great idea. That's what we got to do. do some interviews and stuff, right. you know, together, yeah. which I think would be great. And, uh, you know, I just I went back and I listened to a lot of those early episodes. There's always such a good dynamic between yeah. us that I think the show. Uh, you know, we've been doing good with interviews, but I feel like the camaraderie that we've had and the companionship right. on the, you know, as talking metal well, has well, been lacking. So I'm well, glad you're you, back, and, thank I, you. and I really hope that we can uh, have you back on a regular basis. Yeah. There's been so much news. One of the things that put talking metal on the map, of course, was. Our pursuit of guns the and roses. yeah, Guns and Roses, and the the album Chinese Democracy. Right. What what are your opinions? Are you following all this Guns and Roses news? Yeah, I've been uh, following it as well, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Um, I've been seeing all of the different press reports on it, and and all I can say is that I am confident that it's going to be great. I have faith right. in Axel, and I am positive it's going to be very cool. No right. Well, what. you know, we've we've had basically confirmation from Axel. We've had confirmation from Slash and Duff that they are involved. They tweeted or Instagrammed or tweeted out the the Coachella info. Chris Pittman has done the same, so he's still involved. But no one else is really officially confirmed. I mean, we saw Frank Ferrer retweet something saying congratulations on the guns news. So I think we can, can you know. Assume he's involved. Right. Other names that are being tossed around, uh, you know, Dizzy, I think, is an obvious. You right. know, he's been right. in the band since 91. He's not going to go anywhere. 90, maybe. I'm not even sure. Maybe even 89. I'm not sure. We'll have to wow. check that. Uh, but Dave Kushner is the one yeah. that we're hearing may be uh, involved, which I think would be cool because it's kind of a nod to the Velvet Revolver right. thing that they did. I think did that would be great. To bring I saw, him in. I saw that uh, he commented on Mitch LaFon's tweet. Yeah. yeah, he and said, he like, said oh, maybe boy. all or maybe none. One right. can only hope something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. Mitch Lafon, uh, I'm sure you guys know, uh, part of the Talking Metal family. Uh, yeah, one on one with Mitch Lafon, part of the Talking Metal Digital Network. Yeah, who uh, John wrote that RSS feed that we, yes. we still yeah. use. <laughs> and, and by the way, now that you're back in the fold, we need a little uh, some updates to so, okay, the site. That, <laughs> that's why I'm back to do the web updates. No, I'm kidding. No, yeah, I, I, I love it. Mark yeah. Mark has been doing a great job uh, well, working the documental website because I used to do all that in, for many years, and, and Mark is doing that. So Mark is becoming an uh, Internet guy as well, and yeah. uh, well, it's really cool. Uh, again, just great to have you back in the fold, John. Let's get into a little music, and then we'll come back and chat some more. This is the song Mongoose by Fu Manchu. Uh, this is the 2002 version of the song, and uh, it is off the album the California Crossing.
Mongoose by Fu Manchu, possibly named after the mustache. I don't know. I'm kidding, but <laughs> could be. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, so, Mark, I want to tell you some of the things that I've been up to, and one of them is listening to old tapes. I, here's the funny story. I went into my storage and I found a bunch of cassette tapes. Oh wow! And then I found a like a boombox, and I couldn't find the cord, so I went and got some batteries. <laughs> Pretty funny. It's like old style. Yeah, yeah. And I found. No, not even Paisley Babylon. I found the Fiori demos. Oh, wow. Remember wow. those? Yeah, State of Confusion. State of Confusion. <laughs> yeah, yep. that's the song. We got to play that. Yeah, I know. We got to play yeah. it. I got to figure out how to. Can you convert cassettes to uh, digital? Uh, I'm sh- yeah, I would have to find a cassette player that works and just oh, okay. like load it in. But you know what? Yeah. I can probably even do it like line out of my boombox and run right. into Pro Tools. So I'm going to figure. Guys. Coming up on a future episode, we will yeah, play State yeah, of Confusion. Let's not promise it on this episode. Yeah, not on this episode, but, but a future episode. Yeah, so I've been listening to that. I've found the red tape. Right. So that's wow. great news. And I found the red rap, which features JD from Black yes. Label Society. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was classic. I found a bunch of old stuff. I found wow. the. I was listening to And You Lied, which I still think was a great song by Roy's Baby. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, I found the old Roy's Baby demo. Um and those songs were great. And it just got me into, I want to jam those songs. And I know you've been eager to play, too, Mark. Yeah, so man, should... I, I have this fantasy, like, of, of just getting uh, a thing going, you yeah. know. And, and I know we don't guitar, have a, a lot of time between us. But, I mean, I'd love to play guitar. Um, yeah. Uh, and have yeah, us you can play guitar. I'll both play drums on guitar. Even, and or I both don't think, on guitar, right. Yeah, Yeah, and I, I think... Just start playing those old songs, write some new songs. Yeah, I mean, I've been very inspired by you know, this band Ghost to kind of have the yeah. retro feel, you know. And I love Ghost. Uh, I, I I picture us doing that whole like kind of demonic thing that they're doing, but yeah. more of an alien twist. That would be know? great. That would be great. I, I, and I think we have the goods because we already have we, some yeah, great songs. No doubt yeah. about it. We, Why we, don't we play one? This is okay. actually right here. Um, 
This is a, we recorded numerous versions of this song, but I think this is the only one that was ever released publicly. It's uh, called Cover Up, and uh, you can buy it. It's under your name, Astronomy, on, right. on iTunes. And I did the, the vocals on this. I yep. remember like recording it in the morning, one morning like before work or something <laughs> bizarre. But, but this is a great song that I was recently listening to, Excellent. written by just us two wrote this, I think. Uh, I my think brother so. was not involved in this one. Um, did Sean Burns write the end? Oh, he did write, yeah he, right. yeah, he did write the, the end. Outro. Yeah, outro riff. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, Sean Burns and uh, Mark and John on this one. Actually, I, Sean doesn't play on this, right. does he? But he co-wrote it. He co-wrote it, right. Yeah. And, and I, uh, I think, Mark, you're singing, and I think I'm playing everything else, everything. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Drums, it, bass, guitar. It's a great song. You can Thank buy you. it on iTunes or listen to it on Spotify for free. Here you go. Uh, old School Astronomy featuring Captain T on vocals on Talking Metal. Cover up. 
I call that one of my theme songs. What year was that version? That of? version was 98, I believe. 98. Wow. And that song, believe it or not, uh, made its national debut on MTV Rocks Off with Kid Rock. Right, me I do remember Me and Matt that. Pinfield. Swear to God. So mm. that was cool. That was very cool. I, that was I ran into Matt Pinfield, by the way, at the uh, food truck and rock oh, carnival. Oh, yeah. I saw that you... Yeah, you um, you should have went to that, I man. Know, it was a blast. Know. You know what? The blast. reason I didn't go is uh, I was out with Ace at that same time. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So that was... Uh, I, I wish we would have been uh, at that gig because... Uh, a lot of people were like, John, A should have played the food truck gig, and it, it would have yeah. been great. But well, we just I, had I, another gig at the same day, you know. I, I know the the people who are who are putting who put that on, and they're uh, putting on this other one that I was just telling oh, you cool. uh, about uh, off uh, off mic. I was telling John about the the Derby Truck uh, Carnival, Rock Carnival, which is going to take place outside of Albany, New York. It's going to be an insane weekend. Well, that sounds great. everyone from Dockin to Ghost. To uh, Lamb of God, to Anthrax, wow. all all a the really great cool hard rock, lineup. metal, uh, you name it. It's going to be just uh, Pop Evil. I think is playing wow. from E E Music. Uh, what was that E One Music? E1, yeah, right, yeah, which is Ace's label. Which is yeah, great. is Ace still on that yeah, label? Yeah, is he? Okay, absolutely. yeah, because somebody said he wasn't. And nah, I was he's like, definitely still on E One. Okay, all right. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be just a great, great three-day event, and uh, we're going to be going up there. I think Mitch is going to drive down from Montreal. Nice. But Emily and I are going up, so you should come with us because yeah. I know I can get us hooked up with interview that would be awesome. passes and stuff. Remember we went to the OzFests and yeah, we used to be have a fun similar like that. vibe yeah. as, as to that. One of the coolest things about the first Oz, first or the second OzFest we went to, I think it was the second one, is that we, we ran into uh, Chris Adler from Lamb of God. And yes. he was telling us that he he was a listener of Talking Metal, which I always oh. thought was really cool. But And he said when he got yeah. his iPod, he was like looking for a metal podcast. And, yeah. or, and now now playing it. with Megadeth, too. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. exactly. But, and, so um, so let, me t- let me tell you this, and yeah. I know this is somebody that you, you've interviewed numerous members of this band, I believe. Uh, but back when I was in high school, uh, there was a rock station uh, out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, okay. or, or Greensburg, or, or somewhere, Monroeville, PA, somewhere near Pittsburgh. And I can't even remember what it was called, but it, they, they had a, a DJ, uh, and her name was Chris DiCarlo. And uh, there was a um, there was a Playboy where they had like a, a little tiny picture. Like a, there was a Playboy where they had a picture of her in it. And it was a big deal, and it was really cool. And I, she did like an autograph signing, and I went out and I, I met her, and I got the, the uh, Playboy autograph. But the thing was, is she played metal. She was a great fan of metal, and, uh, and this was way back when when right. I was in when both of us, we were all in high school. So what happened was, um, one of the bands that she played was Racer X. Oh and wow! I always loved um, that that album, uh, Street Lethal. Right. And the two songs that always stood out for me were Into the Night and Hotter Than Fire. And I recently was listening to uh, that record, and I just think that's a great, great album. What are your thoughts on that? But Yeah, I, I love those those first two Racer X albums were just just great. And, uh, yeah, I would say we, we could play a song off it right now, oh, but cool. I, just, I don't know if it's available on iTunes, so I, I don't want to yeah. get into a, a sticky situation. Uh, where I can't get the download. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So wh- why don't we save that for another episode, and uh, maybe maybe we will uh, do like uh, I was thinking of doing like a nostalgia episode of all my favorite old tracks. Oh know? yeah, we should definitely Something do like that. that. But I just wanted to mention that because uh, I- I'm getting into for some reason revisiting stuff from years and years ago. Part of it was because I found this box of cassettes. Yeah, and uh, it has awesome. some really cool stuff. I'd really like to work on converting the uh, some of the Roy's baby stuff, some of the uh, Fiori stuff, and uh, just some old cool stuff and, and play that. Yeah, and even bring some of those songs back to life in a live yeah. setting. You know, yeah. uh, I I mean I think I think I'm at that point now where where like I'll just hire somebody to play drums. We right. get like Dennis Leaf Long, hire Frank oh, yeah. Frere when he's not that would be with cool. out with guns. I'm am serious. Well, no, I believe it. I, you know, because yeah. uh, people do that with Frank. Mm-hmm. I just saw him play uh, two sets, and the one uh, girl he played with, she just hired him to, wow. to play the the gig with her. You know, That's very uh, cool. Madison Hatter or something. She's from oh, like okay. West Orange or something, New Jersey. 
uh, and that was at the That Metal Show uh, party oh, at yeah. Dingbats, right. where I actually ran into uh, Chris from Chris Ace's Weiss, band. Right. Yeah, which now, is, who was all at that? Because I, I remember that was going on, but I, I don't know where I was at that point. Yeah, so. Blitz was there wow. from Overkill. Um, Chris from uh, Ace's band and the cult, or ex-cult, I guess. Uh, there were uh, that guy Chauncey. I didn't. I oh, didn't, Chauncey, yeah, was he there? Yeah, I didn't. Oh, cool. I didn't know who he was, but yeah, I. Yeah, Chauncey, uh, my good friend. I read it that he was there the next day. Yeah. Uh, Don, Jim, and Eddie from that metal show, and cool. uh, lot lots of people. The place was packed. Couldn't believe it. Now, yeah. what were what was the musical like? Talent up on stage, like who all got on well, stage? Well, Frank played a couple sets. Oh, with that girl. Yeah, right. Frank Ferrer, and he played with uh, Madison Hatter, and then they had um, Pisser play. Oh, Pisser with Rob Bailey. Oh, Rob Blake. Yeah, wow. and Eric J. Toast. Um, and there was a bunch of other bands, like Sabbath cover band, and wow. a lot of really good bands that night. Um, yeah, so it I was went a fun night. I, I like Dingbats. I've been there a lot lately. I've been Yeah, Mark, I was out at Dingbats with Chauncey and my friend Juliet and we went to see Juliet's boyfriend's band, John, who was in a band called Zyre's War with Joey Z from Life of Agony. So uh, that was the last time I was at Dingbats and had wow. a, a blast out yeah. there, let me tell you. It's a fun club, definitely. We've played there of course. Yep, absolutely. We played there with twice Alan Tecchio and had a great time. And, and Dan Lorenzo and Ron Lipnicki. Yeah, good stuff. And we got to start playing again, John. I'm, no that, that's my it, goal Mark. to Let's get you it. back on Talking Metal on yeah. a regular or semi-regular basis, yeah. and to start gigging again. I want to. I'm really missing playing, and I, I'm ready. I'm ready Good to deal. get out there and rock. Let's it. do it. Let's yeah. do it. And I promise, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not just saying it. I've I've done these false alarms before, and I would say I'm back. I'm definitely into it. And, and I always was, but it, you know, my crazy ace work would take me away. But guess what? I am back. I am back. Cool. Well. Then John and Mark checking out, and we'll, we will both talk yes. to you guys real soon on Talking Metal. I wanted to send this last song out to Jeff. Thanks for your support of Talking Metal, Jeff. Uh, this is Cradle of Filth with the song Blackest Magic in Practice on Talking Metal. Take care.